Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to this week's edition of the Inside Out Effect podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Jakes, and I'm a DTO specialist, a therapist, uh, neuro reboot technician, amongst other things. And today's uh, podcast is episode 21, and the topic of this podcast is beliefs. And the beliefs are uh, that um, why they're the cause of all of our problems. Um, but before we start, I'd just like to I'd just like to uh, mention uh, and uh, send love and thoughts to all the people uh, that are currently experiencing loss. Um, I know there's been some tragic losses through my friends uh, and close friends of my circle. Um, it's been quite a few people that have passed on, and so we're sending love and thoughts uh, to all of you, all of those watching, and those of you who are you know related etc so um it's, it's devastating news and nobody likes to lose anybody and it's and it's not nice but you know um so uh we're just sending love and thoughts to those yeah. f- uh, friends and family so um we're thinking of you so with that said um i would like to introduce my good friend and my business partner and uh my spa buddy and uh and creator <laughs> of the dto system Spa by doesn't sound right. That's not good. Spa yeah, buddy. We was at the spa, spa last buddy. night. It was very we, nice. We was at the spa last night. The spa buddy. Yeah. Mm, okay. And uh, ultimately, he's uh, he's a creator of the detailed system, and so he's also author of the book uh, "Decoding Pain: The Emotional Blueprint to Healing Chronic Pain." Yeah, you got it. Very good. After awesome. twenty-one episodes, 21 episodes got it in his I still, head. I still read it. I still read it. Yeah, <laughs> still he still has to read it. That's brilliant. <laughs> so anyway, but mate, at least you read it correctly. I do read it correctly. Brilliant. Yeah. That's very good. Uh, school wasn't a uh, wasn't a failure for me. So anyway, so how are you, mate? What have you been up to? How's things? Uh, how's life been? It's been about three weeks since the last podcast. So uh, how you been? So what have you been up to? I've been good. I've been like super super busy. Uh, had an influx of clients, which is fantastic. New people. So I, I finished treating a whole load before Christmas and got them all better. So I've had new clients come and see me. So I've been super super busy and uh, just been helping more and more people and making new discoveries with people as I help them and yeah. and learning new things and it's been really really good so yeah. far January for me has been really good yeah that's excellent and have you got any sort of amazing stories that you want to share or uh, or any sort of uh, sort of difficult ones that you've had to encounter over the last sort of month or so since we last our last podcast uh, well there's one lady I've been working with actually for a while and she's probably listening now because she loves our podcast she's in America and we finally uh, managed to get her health her anxiety right down yeah uh, so it was really, really bad. She was anxious about loads of things, and we finally managed to get her anxiety right the way down. And it was a more of a challenging case because she had multiple anxieties. So she had health anxiety, social anxiety, uh, anxiety about work. So anxiety in lots of areas. And, of course, the health anxiety was the worst one. That's the hardest one to, yeah. to bring down. And we finally got it right the way down now so we can work on something else, which is... Was that getting in the way of, he- of the other things? It was getting in the way of healing the other things because you've got other things going on, she's got a loss of purpose and things that are happening, but we had to get rid of the anxiety first. So we've now got 90% of that gone, so we can now focus on the other little bit, which is the bits, which is the remaining 10% of yeah. anxiety. Uh, but that's really good news because she's tried absolutely everything to get better. She's a clinically trained nurse as well, uh, and she's tried so many things to get better and studied so many things, and she's finally able to... She's finally able to reduce all the anxiety, which is amazing for her. So if you're listening, uh, you know who you are. You've done an amazing job. Congratulations. Now that's awesome. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, obviously, um, you know, we love hearing these amazing stories of healing and being able to get rid of stuff, past traumas and whatever, anxiety, depression, which is obviously what we specialise in. And uh, when things go our way and when we have these successes, I mean, for me, it's, it's so great when people leave. And I'd imagine it's the same for you. It is, it's fantastic, but I, I will say it's kind of a team effort, you know, I can't do it without them, and they can't do it necessarily without yeah. me, it does have to be a team effort, it's not me doing something to someone, or Stephen doing something, it is a team effort, you need cooperation from both sides, and so when anyone does achieve something that this lady's had for a very, 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 very long time, when someone achieves something like that, uh, that's an absolutely incredible achievement and all due credit to her. She's done an amazing job and she's shown up every single session. She's been there, she's done all the homework. She's given me updates via emails, which has been brilliant about how yes. she's doing and asked me questions. And she really gave her everything, even though she'd completely lost hope. She'd completely given up, well, say given up, but she she was losing, getting to the point where she was thinking she's going to be like this forever, but desperately wants to get better. And to make that kind of change is absolutely incredible. And, you know, all credit to her. Yeah, so I'm just saying, I've just seen my son 
Hello, Ruben. I hope you're all right, little man. Hey, Ruben. Uh, so, obviously, he's watching over from Ireland. I've just said a little message saying Ruben says hi. So, that's my son for anybody that don't know and that's listening. Hello, Rubes. I love you. I miss you so much. And uh, I look forward to seeing you, you know, when we, ca- when we catch up next time. So, uh, that's great. So, hello, little man. I hope you're good. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, back to what we were talking about. Um, so, anything else really going on? I mean, I know, <laughs> funny enough, he's just had uh, me on the couch. In, not in that way. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to give the wrong idea. We're spa buddies and I had you on the couch. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but times are hard, trust yeah, me. Right? Yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah you say you're desperate. I mean, I'm going out tonight, is, so you never know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I mean, I just had a trapped nerve in my spine. And uh, so, I mean, in what was about 15 minutes? You just 15 minutes? Yeah, it, it didn't take long to release yeah, it. I mean, um, I, was in, I was in quite a bad way, actually, because I've actually now decided, now, now I've cleared all my emotional stuff. Stuff and all my uh, mental stuff, all my trauma stuff, my whole uh, psychology's changed now. And so now I'm actually going to the gym. Yeah. So I've now got my friend uh, Michael, who's uh, he's a big old boy. He's been doing it for years and years and years. And so he's taken me under his wing now and he's now building me up. And uh, so it's a big move for me because I've not been able to do that for 10 years. And you were frightened to do it as I well. You were worried about doing it. it because you had your back pain, three ops, operations, three spine ops, you were yeah. really frightened to do it. Uh, but part of part of when I work with people in pain is to give them confidence in their bodies again. So yeah. that's the very important thing with pain, especially if you've had pain for a long time, you need confidence in your body that you're actually okay to do things. Yeah. And it's about knowing what each individual can do and can't do. Yeah. And that's the problem with most traditional therapies. They just say, don't do that. Well, that doesn't work for everybody. Some people can do this thing and that, and they don't know they can do these things. They just stop everything. Yeah. Whereas in your case, I mean, technically, there's not a lot wrong with your back. No, so. and I've been told so much different. So. I've been told different so much, so many specialists and stuff. And it, you know, and the problem is, it goes well. So this goes on to beliefs again. So yes, actually, this, this will go on to beliefs. beliefs. We won't, we won't go on that. But that's a belief I had because yes. I was told it by someone in authority, which is actually counterproductive and has kept me stuck in a. In a situation, it's actually kept me stuck and with the problem for seven or eight years. Yeah. And so we'll come on to that. But that's where beliefs <laughs> cause, they cause, cause all your problems. problems. Because yeah. now I've not been able to do any... I had the belief that I can't do any exercise. I can't... I can't... I had to be very limited in what I do. So I, it was only swimming that I was allowed to do or I, not allowed. That I only done. And occasionally I would do cycling. So... But now I know, now ultimately I'm aware that most of the physical problem I had there was due to emotional and mental stuff from my past. Now that's all gone and cleared. And I'm very, very different. I'm just totally just different than that. So now I don't have any fears and I'm a lot stronger from a, from a, from a core level. Yeah. And so, you know, I've not feared it at all. It's had to, to do that, it's been, that's been a massive step for me. So yeah. I want to thank you for that. But ultimately, I have had a, a little back problem and Jonathan's released that nerve and he's done it very quickly. So thank you very much, mate. Yeah. I'll be able to do some dancing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be yeah. back. I'll see you on Monday. I'm sure it. everyone at Pop World in Shows will be thrilled that you'll yeah. be able to do some dancing tonight. <laughs> actually, no, he's a very good dancer, actually. Oh, yeah. I do jest. Okay. Um, but yeah. yes, no, that is a, a typical, that is a lot of beliefs are created from people in authority that we believe and that is a big problem yeah. that's where a lot of our beliefs we that's why we take beliefs on because we think the person telling us is an an authoritative person or knows what they're talking about and they're qualified and they're qualified and they're in what they're not. doing yeah a lot of times their authority comes from what they've been taught and what they've been told by somebody else in yeah, authority. It's information repeating, and, and it, I say this over and over again about yeah, information repeating. It's and, not good, and it's not it's not true. It's just what they've been taught. And the sad truth is that keep that 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 one belief that Steve Claire had. Vicky, hello. Keeps so many. Hi, Vicky. That one belief that Steve had keeps so many people in pain, just in physical pain alone, that they can't do this. I had one lady come to me, uh, and she had back pain for twenty years. And she'd come to me and I took a case to her and said, you know, when did this all start? And she said, oh, it started 20 years ago. And my doctor told me I mustn't do anything anymore. So she hadn't. So she's done nothing. She that's stopped what, her gardening. That's what the specialist told she, me about my back. Right. Yeah. So she stopped her gardening. She stopped doing the other things she was doing. Yeah. And then 20 years later, she went to do something and she got pain. And she thought it was the same thing. It wasn't the same thing. It's because she didn't use her back for 20 years. And when you don't use something for 20 years, then you try and use it. You're going to have a problem. Um, and the problem that she was originally diagnosed with by the doctor was not a problem. And so I had to give her confidence in her body again and tell her to ignore basically what the doctor had said 20 years ago because that was just ridiculous nonsense. You do have to move your body. That's kind of helpful. And she was fine. She was okay. But it took me a, a, a little while to give her confidence in her body again. 
Yeah. But because she believes a doctor, and doctors apparently do know what, what they're talking about yeah. uh, when it comes to pain. Uh, they don't, but when apparently. Uh, but uh, people uh, believe them, and they that, that's how people get stuck. It's so frustrating, because yeah. people hear that, and they just stop. Yeah, when they, don't, of... they don't find it. They don't try and search for anything. Yeah, they don't think anything else can be done, and they then stop using their bodies because they're so frightened. It is it. what it is, and it's final. Yeah, it's final. Yeah, and that's the problem, and it's the same with depression. Yeah, and anxiety. Yeah, and most mental health issues. Everything. And emotional health issues, and this is why today we're going to be talking about these beliefs and why we keep them stuck because. Uh, I fell victim to that, like nearly probably 99% of the population with these beliefs. And unfortunately, they do create our reality and they create our behaviours and where we operate from. And that sort of fundamentally defines who we are yeah. and what we do. And so we're going to go into that in a little bit more detail and actually explain to you um, in a little bit more depth why that why these beliefs don't work. And really, actually having a belief isn't really a good thing, is it? No, no not having, having a belief playing in your head is really not a good thing at all. Uh, even if it's a good belief uh, and we're going to talk about how good beliefs can actually be a problem and how a good belief should be there and when it should be there and yeah. uh, it should only be there at a certain period of time yeah. uh, but actually good beliefs sometimes can be a negative for you and we'll explain that yeah. in fact they can be the worst yeah. good beliefs in my experience can actually be the thing that holds the problem in place more than the negative belief and you mean positive beliefs positive beliefs yeah. yes a positive belief under a certain scenario can hold the problem in place more than the negative belief. Yeah, uh, well, it, we'll explain that in a minute. Yeah, and it also goes back to what I spoke about in I don't know if it was the last podcast or the podcast before about being on a pendulum. Mm. Because as soon as you have a belief, so let's say you have a, you're in a neutral position, you get some information, you now create a belief that now will swing you on the pendulum to this point here. This is what I believe. This is this is how I see it. But as soon as you take a position of a belief, there is an opposite. Yes. And that's where the pendulum swings, right? And so now you're polarised. So now, as soon as the opposite presents itself, you'll generally have a negative response to it. Yeah. Conservative Labour. Here's a great pendulum thing. Yeah. So politics is conservative Labour, conservative, ah, oh, Labour, Labour, or Labour going conservative. Now, straight away, you're now eliciting a negative thought pattern, negative beliefs, negative behaviours, because you've taken a belief... And therefore, you've had, you've now got polar, you've been polarized, and the opposite now will elicit the negative yeah. uh, response. Where if someone's on your side of things, you'll get a positive thing. People normalize that as normal behavior, but ultimately, from a psychological and an emotional perspective, they're very damaging and can cause us problems. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, that's enough about that. So everything so, else other than that is really good for you. Yeah, everything's been really good for me. Uh, January's been really great so far. I've met some really lovely new clients and new people. Have called yeah. me up and. Spoken to different people with all different types of problems. Uh, one guy come to me, he's had years and years of depression. Another lady's come to me with uh, back pain, and she has an interesting, actually, this links in, we'll, I'll talk about it in a second. She has an interesting belief come up, not actually about her pain, but something that's stopping her letting go of her pain, but it's not about pain. So there's an interesting belief that she didn't realise she had. Yeah. Uh, that's that's actually stopping her from moving forwards. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so I've had a lot of interesting clients. And uh, just just really looking forward yeah, to twenty twenty so, and yeah. So Claire said anything is possible if you want it to be. Sometimes doctors just make things worse. Uh, yeah, uh, that that is true. Sometimes uh, they don't do it on purpose. I don't think they they're going from what they've been taught, and that's absolutely true. They're just going from what they've been taught and what they believe to be true. But unfortunately, what you believe to be true is a belief. <laughs> it's yeah. not a reality. Yeah, and um, unfortunately. When a doctor says to somebody, because they do hold a high position of authority, when they say something to somebody, that can then become permanent. And doctors don't understand that. And anyone in authority doesn't necessarily understand that. The other thing as well is that when you go there, you're going from a place of vulnerability as well. Yes. So you're going in there looking, looking for an answer. You're looking for help. And we've been programmed all of our life that that's the go-to place. And whatever they say defines the outcome of what it is and is so. But as I've come to learn through my own personal experience that actually in many cases that's not true. No. They serve a purpose for whatever purpose, but the solutions aren't the right solutions. And in my personal circumstances, I've had to go and they've actually done more damage than good. Yes. But, you know, um, it's horses for courses. And, and if you want to go down that road, then that's absolutely fine. And we're not telling you not to do that. It's just that if it solves your problem, great. But if it doesn't, then you need to look at something else. And in my, in my experience, it's your, if you have, um, especially mental health issues, 
um, they, the solution that they'll give you won't work. It will keep you with it. It will just mask the symptoms and, uh, and then give you advice on what to do that facilitates masking the symptoms. So that will be a product, which could be a tablet, or to go exercise or to go for a walk or to change the way you think or something along those lines or whatever, meditate, whatever it would be. But actually the problem doesn't, that's just managing the symptom. And we're in a, unfortunately we're in a massive culture of symptom management and finding products and uh, finding solutions that are symptoms but don't actually deal with the cause. And I say this every week, everything's a cause and effect relationship. So all of the responses that you have are effects and there's something that's causing it. But what we don't do as a society and as a, as a nation or, or in this realm is actually go and find the cause and switch off the cause and delete the cause. Because when you don't have a cause, there is no effect. So right. it goes hand in hand. But. Uh, the, 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 we're not really into prevention either. We don't really do prevention in this, in this country or in, yeah. uh, in, in multiple other countries. There's no preventative. So we're not looking to prevent anything because they, we don't understand the cause. So we don't know how to prevent it. Uh, whereas, it, so a lot of traditional medicine and even holistic and alternative medicine, they kind of operate from the same belief system sometimes. So they can leave people stuck. Um, in pain, suffering. I've known physios say to someone, well, nothing can be done. And then they've come to see me and I've been able to fix it because I just look at this p- the problem differently. I'm no better. I have. I just look at the problem differently. Yeah. I look at it a different way, a different belief system, which allows me to see it differently and then ultimately solve it. But we don't live in a preventative. And there's a great way to prevent mental health is a great way to prevent chronic pain you can a great way to prevent illness and disease you can prevent all of these things from happening in the first place if we were just taught the ultimate root cause which is what me and steve are trying to do on this podcast we're trying to teach you what the root cause of your problems is and share that with many people as possible but the belief is so strong so strong that everything is outside of us everything is caused out here by the person or the pillow or the government or or the operation I had, or the motorcycle or the exercise, I had, or, or the exercise or the I did that morning, yeah. and we associate everything with external, but actually if we looked at it in a particular way, we'd realise that that external thing had nothing to do with it. And I actually, a client made this really clear to me the other day, uh, and I didn't see it from this perspective uh, originally, because when I talk about the two phases, the stress and the repair phase, yeah. um, pain is in the repair phase, so there's always a moment of stress first, and there's no pain in the moment of stress, and then the body repairs. And that that moment of stress can last anywhere from 10 minutes to years before you move into repair and get pain. But what happens is, when we get the pain, we associate the pain with the box we moved, or the pillow we slept on, or the movement we made. But my client actually pointed out that when a bodybuilder gets pain, and the same thing for a bodybuilder, they, they put their body into stress, yep. and then six hours later, or a few hours, they, 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 they burn. That's the repair phase. It's the same thing with a bodybuilder, but they haven't got the shock that created it. So it's just a natural process. But if the bodybuilder, when they started ache and sore, were lifting a box at a time, and they blamed the box, they wouldn't recognise that actually it was the exercise they did earlier on. Yeah. So they would actually blame the thing in the environment when they got the burning, not realising it was the exercise they did that's caused them to burn. Yeah. But we bodybuilders know it's the exercise they did because they know it takes time yeah. for the body to, And when it burns for the bodybuilder, they rejoice in that. They're like, oh, the muscles are getting stronger, great. But they don't blame the thing that's happening in the moment. Yeah. They recognise it happened earlier. All pain is like that. Whenever, whenever you get the pain, it's not the thing you did right there and then, it's what happened earlier. Not necessarily the exercise, but what you're thinking and what you're feeling. Yeah. Same with mental health. When you get depression, it's normally earlier on the thing happens, yeah. not in the moment. Yeah, and I did a it. video about depression and anxiety some time ago, and I was saying that when you experience anxiety, although you're experiencing it now, it's actually coming from something in your past. And it's just been that's triggered right. in the moment. But we think we're getting anxiety now, based, and it's something that's happening now. But it's actually something that's been learned been learnt in the past. Been learned in the past that then right. gets really triggered. And it's the yeah. same with depression. Something happens in the past and over a period of time you'll just slowly deteriorate more and more and more and more and more until you get until you get depression. Yeah. And so it is all past stuff. So yeah. any, so moving on. Anyway, so moving so on. So before we get on to that, how have you been? Yeah, no, so I, there was well, just going back to what we were talking about, um, I've had two things I'd like to discuss because 
um, there was a lady that come to me um, in a, a few weeks ago, and uh, she'd been through some traumatic sexual uh, sexual cases, you know, so assaults yep. when she was very young, and and this is what I just want to really share, which is really possible because now I know for a fact because she told me that she'd spent. For nearly 40 years in the impact of those events, horrendous events, okay? Wow. 40 years. And she's also done many, many things to try and no longer have it, heal it, get rid of it, manage with it, whatever it is, okay? Yeah. And, and so that's 40 years. So you can imagine what you could have done in 40 years to try and resolve it. And the person doesn't want it, but they're stuck with it for 40 years. Yeah. Okay? And um, so... Uh, so she come, so she sat down with me. Uh, we visited those events, and I'm happy to say that probably in 45 minutes, I would say around about 45 minutes, roughly, um, I literally got rid of both of those events. So they no longer literally are affecting her life anymore. After 40 years, it took me 45 minutes to get rid of both of them. That's amazing. 45 to get rid of both of them. And bless her little cotton socks, if that's the nice word to say. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, she basically was, she, she welled up in tears uh, of uh, happiness because it had finally gone. Yeah. It had finally gone after yeah. 40 years. And so that's what's possible with what we do. And, um, and you know, there's many, many beliefs out there that you have to live with your stuff it makes you who you are, um, that uh, actually, you know, it, there's a problem to deal with it. You can't change it. Um, you know, it was about that person. But actually, when we got into it, it was about her response, to, about her. And once we got rid of those responses, she was free of both of those ass yeah. assaults. And I was really, really happy for her because to have that for that long is, uh, it was, must have been awful. And I felt so grateful. I felt so grateful that I was able to do that for her yeah, now yeah. she's now her life's probably gonna you know roll go on and now she's free from that so that for me was an amazing an amazing experience and I'm really pleased that I was able to do that but too uh, bad to change someone's life that's incredible yeah that's, 45 minutes yeah it's 40 but, years but, I mean but, uh, but it, it, regardless I mean to be able to change someone's life after 40 years I mean 45 minutes is amazing yeah but to just be able to do it anyway yeah is is, is an incredible thing and that lady must be be over the moon. I know yeah. when I've got rid of things that I've yeah. struggled with for years, I was over the moon. I've never had that kind of yeah. Well, something so. happened similar to me when I was very, very young, and you know, and so I know how much that affected me up until probably about fifteen months ago when I learned this stuff and was able to go back and change it mm. because it, it it was a problem for all my, my whole life. It caused me many, many problems um, socially, environmentally, mentally, emotionally. I had loads of problems with that, and but but I don't have that anymore because I was able to. Get rid of it. <laughs> so you know. And I think that's so, why you're good with trauma, and people resonate with you who've got lots of trauma because you've had lots of trauma. Yeah, I've had lots. So of you know how they feel. Yeah. And because you know how they feel, they're more able to resonate with you, and yeah, you, <laughs> they, I, I think they feel you get them. I haven't yeah. had lots of trauma. I've had a normal, fairly normal life. Uh, just had regular life stuff. Um, but Steve's had loads of trauma. I don't, so. know, I don't know if I should brag about it. I don't know if something to brag about or not. Because, I mean, like, this is the thing. So I've had lots of stuff. And the be beauty of what we do is, unlike any other therapy out there what we do, is you literally delete it. It goes away from you. It's like, yeah, it, it just, do you get rid of it? It's not there in your life ever again. So that's why I've had so much trauma. And that's why I'm sitting here smiling and doing what I do. But... It's so funny because everyone that comes and sits down with something that's happened to me, they start telling me, I go, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah I know, I'll get you now. Yeah, yeah I've right. been there. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. It's like every single time there isn't yeah. really anybody where I'll go, oh, so, well, that must be terrible. Uh, how does that make you feel? I'm like, yeah, no, no, yeah, I've got it. So I know, I know exactly where yeah. to go and I just start on it. I don't even get phased by it. But, no. you know, but the, the thing is, is that I'm not impacted by any of it. And I've had, ladies and gentlemen, I've had loads, 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 loads. So, and uh, thanks to this man, it's changed my life. And, uh, you know, I'm doing, and now I'm helping other people, which is yeah. great. Uh, so, uh, there was one other story you want to say. One about, other story. And I know it's important. We want to mention this because so many people suffer with this condition. Yes. And this is actually known as a stress-based condition. So doctors know this is caused by stress, but most people think it can't be resolved. Yeah. But Steve, you resolved this condition. How long did it take you to resolve it? Uh, about an hour. And what was it? IBS. IBS. Very, very common condition yep. these days. It is actually Hello, generally Omar. a really simple thing to, to resolve. Yeah. Um, uh, do you want to tell just give yeah so details? a lady come to me oh, I think it was just after Christmas can't actually remember but just after Christmas 
And so we got into conversation, and she's got some, some you know, some, some stuff she wants to sort out. And basically, what happened was is that she has had nine years. She's had what we call IBS. She's had everything, every single specialist, doctors, yeah. medication, top top people, scans. Nine years. Wow. Nine years had it debilitated her. She struggled with it all of her life. Yeah. Okay. She comes to me, and she tells me about it. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, what does it feel like? So she told me how it feels like. And so I went, okay. And so uh, so she said, oh, and the, the doctor, they don't know what's causing it. So they're now basically going to give me drugs, but they've given me a choice. And I don't really want to do drugs. I don't want to do it. I just want it to go away. I said, I think I might be able to help you with that. She went, really? I went, yeah. So I said, shut your eyes. So I shut your eyes. <laughs> and uh, I went straight to the, I went straight to the, the where the, 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 the conflict was in her stomach or what she was experiencing the pain and then when I found out what what you know what the pain was actually telling her I was able to go back to all of the responses from her past mm. switch all of the responses off which was lots of guilt lots of shames a bit of trauma and feeling very very alone and once I got rid of that the pain in her stomach went within 45 minutes to an hour wow and she's not had that pain back brilliant so the thing that was causing her IBS for all that time once I found out what the, what the thing was that caused it, because you've got to remember, the, the, the feeling is the effect. Once I found the thing that caused it and switched all of that off, healed instantly. Yeah. And so um, so now I'm going to put IBS on my list of... Whether it is IBS or not. I mean, for me, it's just a label they're giving. They, yeah, and they, because everybody's experiencing stomach pains or whatever in a different way, but it's these labels that they, they're giving. And because they're giving it a label, they're trying to fix the symptom. But they don't realise that you can't fix a symptom, you've got to fix the cause. And so right. I just went to the cause and got rid of it. Well, IBS is normally a label they put on a stomach condition when they can't find anything wrong with the stomach. Yeah. So if they can't find an organ reaction, either in the uh, the, the, the intestines or, or in the colon or anything like that, they just normally label it as IBS. Yeah. And um, so so for that lady to be able to get rid of that really quickly is... is absolutely incredible she said oh my god it's gone yeah. I said yeah I know it's mad it's but what crazy. belief system she have around it what were her beliefs um, well her beliefs was that she was, she was stuck with it she couldn't have it it was never going to go and that she and that she, she was going to end up having it forever because she, right. she didn't want to take the drugs yeah. and so she was sort of in, that, in the impact of it and she just had enough of it and the problem is she's quite bless her she's, out, she's really struggling as well so as well as you know the of how she's feeling emotionally about herself, her self-worth, feeling down, feeling depressed. She's also got this going on. Yeah. And so just removing that has made her life better already. Yeah. You know, so, uh, so yeah, so, um, yeah, really, I wanted to share that. So, yeah, IBS, um, it's another one ticked off, which, uh, which I've done very, very, very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to go there, and this is, oh, this could be, you know, but I just went there, and it was actually, once I found out what the cause of it was, from that's her past and got rid of it. It was done. So good. Yeah. So there you go. So that's all of our uh, uh, what I would say our successes, our three weeks. So now we're going to move on to the podcast itself. Uh, the podcast, as advertised, is um, the fact of uh, while I read it. Um, yeah, it's beliefs and why they're the cause of all of our problems and how they impact our lives. Uh, and actually, we're going to start with there's five of them. It's like the beliefs that we have actually. Can have we can define who we are. Your belief can affect us in multiple ways. Yeah, yes, and mean, what we achieve. So our beliefs yes. can can impact what we achieve. It can impact what we become or who we become. Yes. Our beliefs will also have an impact on why we don't succeed and why we do succeed. Yes. And also our beliefs will or positive beliefs which can actually keep us very very stuck and trapped and uh, which you want to elaborate on as well so so if we start off with number one which is um, the problems are they who the define who we are uh, and I had that I used to have all these beliefs that defined who I was and I was stubborn and yeah he has loads of beliefs so I had lots of beliefs you know so so let's go to that and so do you want to elaborate on how beliefs define who we are uh, so when I, I got into this originally, uh, you know, I knew nothing about therapy at the time and I, I started learning about stress and I started learning about beliefs and I, I heard a phrase that has always, always stuck with me and I now use that anytime I have a problem and it's funny because I know lots of colleagues and I've got lots of friends in the, the healing world and they don't seem to follow, remember this phrase. It's a very common phrase. They don't seem to follow it as, as well. But it's always served me very well. 
knowing this one thing. What you believe will be your reality. Yeah. Now, that phrase has always, always stuck with me. What you believe will be your reality. And I now know, through years of doing this, that if I have something in my life that's not working for me, either a situation or uh, a money problem or a relationship problem or a client problem, whatever it is, or a problem with myself or a health issue, it's because I'm running a belief. It's because I'm running a belief about myself or the situation that is creating the problem. And all you have to do to change the problem is to change the belief. For me, it was always finding a really good technique to change the belief, and I tried loads, and luckily I stumbled upon DTO. But ultimately, it's a belief that creates our problems. So once you know that, you can always go to the root cause of something. The yep, root cause absolutely. is going to be a belief. It's a belief. The question is now, well, how do you find the belief? But beliefs ultimately can define who we are. And there's a big misconception about beliefs, and I'm going to explain the actual beliefs that define who we are as opposed to the ones that we think. There are traditional beliefs, and then there are beliefs that I discovered doing DTO. So traditional beliefs are things like, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve, uh, things like this. failure. Uh, no, that's a micro-belief. We'll no. come to that in a second. Sorry. <laughs> you jump in the head. I know. Where did you get there? Um, so I don't, I'm not, I, don't, I'm not, I don't deserve, I'm not good enough. All of these things, I'm never going to get anywhere, yeah. I can't do it. We think these... Life's hard. Life's hard, really life's a struggle, yeah. uh, I'm no good, or things like that. We nothing ever works out for Nothing me. ever works out. All these things, they can define the way we act in the world. These are traditional belief systems. However, for me personally, and for Steve, when I work with Steve, trying to switch off these belief systems didn't actually work very well. And for some of my very challenging clients, trying to switch these beliefs off didn't work as well. For some people they do, and that's great. But we're all about fixing people when it hasn't worked. So I had to find some what was missing, and there was something missing in it. And I, I after working with DTO for a while, I realised there is now what I call a micro-belief. And these micro-beliefs actually cause us to act and behave in certain ways. The reason that I call them micro-beliefs is because they're normally just two words, and it always starts with an I'm, and then something else. Steve mentioned one already. Yeah. I'm a failure. I'm a failure, yeah. Now, what happens is if you walk around with that belief in your brain, it's usually unconscious, but if you are walking around with the belief in your brain that I'm a failure, that's exactly how you will act within that scenario that, that you're struggling with. You may not act in all ways, in all areas of life, but if you find you're failing in lots of areas, then it's probably there. But it might be relationships or work or money. Yeah. But the actual belief I'm a failure plays in the head. And then you start acting like it. So there are five top ones of these that people have most common. Three of them are negative, but two of them are positive. And the two positive ones can cause more problems. But the two, the three negative ones are, I'm a failure, uh, I'm weak, and I'm not enough. These, now I'm not enough is not the same as I'm not good enough or I can't do it. It's not the same. Uh, I'm not good enough is too general. I'm I'm not enough is very specific. It's totally about you. I'm not enough. I'm a failure. It's totally about you. I'm weak. Totally about you. These three top beliefs cause, micro beliefs, cause a lot of problems. So if you believe you are weak, you will act weak. Your body will feel weak. Uh, you, you, you'll get injured a lot. You might become ill a lot. You might not feel like going out and doing things because in certain situations you will feel weak. It might be going into the office, it might be talking to girls, it might be going to work, it might be anything. Can I just say something quickly? Yes. I know that many people out there that are watching this and listening to this will go, well, I'm not weak, I'm really good, I'm I'm really, really good, there's nothing wrong with me, I'm alright, I'm powerful, I'm all this, I'm strong, I don't have, nothing really affects me, right? But we've got to realise that that's coming from the neocortex or the logical part of the brain where we, ma- brain where we make shit up and believe it, okay? And so what we're talking about is these beliefs that you're not aware of. They're hidden. They're hidden, deep down beliefs that you're not aware of. And that's why we need to make that yeah. clear because yeah. I know a lot of people go, oh, well, it's not me. Not me, mate, because uh, I'm well strong. I'm doing well all right, I am, right? But actually, 
when you drill it, because I have this all the time with everybody, when you actually go underneath it, there is a belief that there's a weak or I'm not enough. So I want to clarify that these are beliefs that you're not probably aware of and that are hidden away that do drive these. So do you want to carry yeah. on? So, no, no, totally right. They are hidden beliefs. They're not always aware. Sometimes we hear them, but most of the time they're in our unconscious, yeah, not absolutely. our conscious brain. And But the way to tell if you have a false belief is to look at your... If there's a situation in your life that's not working the way you think it should or the way you'd like it to, you have a belief about it. That's the way to work it out. You may not know what the belief is. You may not know how to find the belief. But the way to work out if you've got some bad beliefs is to look at your life and go, well, is it going the way I want it to? No. Then I've got a belief about it. You may be blaming the other person saying it's their fault, but actually you have a belief about it as well. And you are creating that scenario by your beliefs because what you believe will be your reality. And, that's how, and, and, and all beliefs drive behaviours. Yes. So all beliefs drive behaviours. And knowing that you have this belief, your behaviours will be based on those beliefs. So. Yeah. So the top three are I'm a failure, I'm weak, and I'm not enough. Now, there are two positive beliefs. What about I'm, I'm a bad person? I'm, I'm a bad person. Is I'm a one. bad person. That's actually another really bad one. I mean, there's, yeah. there's actually about 20, 25 micro-beliefs, yeah. and these circle themselves, and then none of them are really good. But I'm a bad person is another... A lot of people have this. If they do something wrong in their childhood... Oh, you did a few things wrong in your childhood. No, I didn't. No. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> uh, Christmas is over. What am I talking about? Uh, it's gone. And... Uh, well, it's getting around, coming around again. It's yeah, the end of January, so it'll be Christmas again soon. So we get Christmas that's out. So it's uh, the Valentine pantomime, <laughs> mate. <laughs> we could do a Valentine. I love special. you. Oh no, you don't. Oh, oh yes, yes, I, I do. do. <laughs> what would we wear for Valentine? Let's not go there. Let's there. get no, back to no, the no, positive no. belief. Yeah. So uh, 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 I'm a bad person. So if you've done something wrong in your life, or you've been done a lot of things wrong, you can end up believing you're a bad person. But what that does is. As Steve said, it drives the behaviour. So it yeah. just makes you behave like a bad person still. You keep behaving that way. Um, and even if you try and tell yourself you're a good person or convince yourself or use an affirmation to try and reprogram it, the belief I'm a bad person is still there. Unless you switch that off, you'll continue to be a bad person. But the belief I'm a bad person makes you feel guilty and that will stop you wanting to switch it off because yeah. you'll feel so guilty about it, yeah. you won't want to change it. Yeah. Uh, and it becomes a bit of a vicious circle. Yeah. Well, the so, thing is, is then you do more guilty things, more guilty things, more guilty things, it just gets worse, it gets worse and worse and, and worse circle and, and spiral. And, worse. Yeah. and that's... And there, there are... That's what happened to me. Yeah, it, it, it's basically Steve's life. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for sharing that, buddy. That's <laughs> all right. Um, so there are other micro-beliefs. You know, I, I'm evil, um, I'm stupid, I'm pathetic, uh, I'm vulnerable, I'm dangerous, I'm wrong. Um, these are all, uh, I'm powerless, I'm helpless. All of these are micro-beliefs that I found playing people's systems and they're the root of the problem, the belief about ourself, not the external situation. Yeah. And once you switch the, the micro-belief off, the problem goes. But ironically, through doing DTO, I've also discovered that actually what often keeps people stuck is a positive micro-belief about themselves. And I'm going to give you some examples because this sounds a bit weird and it's a bit hard to get your head around, but if you can get your head around it, once you understand this, you might be able to kind of spot it. So two very common micro-beliefs. One is, I'm strong. This is not a good belief system if you are trying to reframe, I'm weak. Yeah, I see this a lot. In a lot of people these days, men have it because they're constantly trying to be the strong man. I'm strong. I can cope with anything. But in doing that, in try, in, in believing that you're strong with a micro-belief, I'm strong, you're actually making yourself weaker because you're not being who you are. If you go back to being who you are, you will be strong enough to cope with everything. But... The belief I'm strong is where it goes wrong. It's a fake strength. It's a fake. It's a false it's a strength. False strength. Yeah. And I see it a lot in women as well. I have so many women come and see me, and they might be going through separations. They might be going through traumas or problems, and they're desperately trying to be strong, especially if they're single mums. They're desperately trying to be strong for the people or person around them. Yeah. They might believe they're the strong yeah. one in the family, but that I'm strong is false. It was created somewhere. And it's causing a negative reaction. So they do it for so long, 
and then they crumble and they get ill and then they get strong and then they get worn out and then they feel strong. And it's that pendulum. It's that pendulum. It's the pendulum. But that, it actually creates a lot of burnout for people and a lot of overwhelm because they're believing I'm strong all the time but actually deep down they believe I'm weak. Yeah. It's just a reframe. Yeah. Uh, or it, or in one of, one of my clients' case, it's a persona she took on. Something happened when she was, I think, about 10 or 11 and she took on this persona that she's the strong one. So I'm strong for the family, for her yeah. mum, dad, for her sister. And one of my other clients, she did the same thing. Because she watched her mum uh, be very weak as a child, she felt she had to take on the strength for her mum. Yeah. And so and also she didn't want to she didn't like seeing her mum weak, so she took on two personas. She took on being strong for her mum, her dad and the rest of the family, and she took on strength because she didn't want to be weak. Yeah. Because it was a sign of weakness. Yes. So she didn't want to be ill. Because she saw her mum ill, so she took on that. I'm strong. I can do anything. But what's happening now is we've got to switch that off in her, so she can just be who she is. So yes, she will be strong at times, and every now and again she won't be as strong, but that will be okay. Yeah. But she'll still have that internal strength, and that's where. And she's starting to learn now to ask for help and get help, and she's starting to see the support she has around her. Yeah. Which before, when she was just running, I'm strong. She wasn't letting anyone support her. She wasn't letting anyone help her. Uh, she was just trying to do it all herself. And that ultimately leads to ill health, burnouts, yeah. overwhelm, depression, anxiety. <coughs> and in her case, she was getting lots of chronic pain. Yeah. I do actually know how she feels because I believed I had to do it all myself. Yeah. And I... I you felt about me. I, I, well, I did. Well, actually, when I switched it off, that's when I met you. Yeah. So when I was running, I've got to do it all myself with DTO. I mean, I, I built my other two businesses, my, my magic and my decoding pain. But when it came to DTO... I was struggling to do that myself, to get it out there, to, yeah. to push it forwards. And when I started switching that off and letting that go, I met you. Yeah. Um, I should have kept it, right? No. Yeah, you should have. Uh, no. <laughs> Worst day of my life. Uh, no, I'm joking. I still it's, regret it's, that it's, day, mate. Yes, I know, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so these beliefs, these positive beliefs, could actually be worse. Another one, I'm powerful. This is a very spiritual belief. People are trying to be powerful all the time, but they actually think they're powerless, and that's the problem. Yeah. They're just trying to reframe. Yeah. And I'll give you another example. I had one client come and see me, and he was um, in the church, and he was just a church guy. He wasn't a priest or anything. And um, he'd had an argument with somebody a in the church. He was a punter within the church. <laughs> and he'd had an argument with someone in church. And no matter what I did to try and switch off the anger, it wasn't really dropping very much. It wasn't going. Yeah. And we got to the belief that I'm moral. So he believed he was moral. And that was the problem. Because he believed he was morally right, he wouldn't let it go. When I switched that off, it all dropped away. Yeah. And he felt so much better. Yeah. Because the argument wasn't helping him feel good. It was yeah. making him worse. Uh, now, yeah. technically, from what he told me, his side of it, he was correct. When he told me what happened, I could see he was correct. But holding on to the belief that he was moral was actually just causing him pain. Yeah. And it wasn't working for him at all. Yeah. And once he switched it off, he felt so much So. Better. That's actually quite a good thing because what that basically tells me from that is that a lot of when we're making judgments and we become judgmental, it'll be from a belief system. Yes. It'll be about your belief. So because you have a belief about how you think the world should be, how people should act, how they should behave, because it's your belief and it's just your identity, yeah. you identify with your beliefs, that's now when we start judging other people. Yeah. Because it's actually contrary to the belief that you have yes. which is this whole idea of being on the pendulum and having opposites because I believe this and they're not doing that so they should listen to me she's a really bad person he's a really bad person he's a mug he's this he's that because I am this yeah. so that's where we come from so it's the whole judgmental thing that I see everywhere is again being polarised and then trying to either get someone to conform to your belief or not liking something or judging them because they don't agree with your belief and so you know there's, a, there's issues with that yeah, often, I mean, ju judgments are a very interesting uh, concept. Yeah. And I, I've had... No, I'm talking about in general behaviour. I mean, general yeah. everyday behaviour. I'm not talking no, from no, a global No, scale, but judgments on behaviour, usually the reason we judge behaviour is because we're, we're actually just judging ourselves because we've done that behaviour. Yeah. So we... we any, well, because it's any, our belief. It's our belief. Well, it, basically, we, we might get angry because someone's cut us up, but somewhere in our past, we cut someone up and we feel bad about it. Yeah. And what happens is because we're desperately trying to be good people... Uh, we most of us, the ninety percent of us, because uh, you know, as I switch things, I think I said on the podcast before, I really didn't like people originally, and I do now. It's great. I liked helping people. But I didn't really like people. And uh, when I had that belief, 
I didn't really see lots of good people. As I switched that off, I've seen that 90%, 95% of the population are really good, kind people. Yeah. And we are all trying to be good, kind people. But when we do something bad, that gets logged in our system. And when we see that in someone else, we then judge it because we're actually judging ourselves because we desperately want to be kind people. And it's just because we made a mistake in our past doesn't mean we're not kind people. But so judgments tend to be just our judging ourselves, but projecting it outwards. And I know a lot of you might say, well, I haven't done that. Uh, but it might not necessarily be the actual thing. It might be something similar. And if I sat down with you and asked you a couple of questions, you, I'd bring it up straight away what you did. Yeah, same here. <laughs> um, but, but ultimately, uh, judgment just comes from a place where we're just judging what we've done in the past or what we're still doing today. I know yeah. several people who judge other people on something, but they're doing it constantly in their own life, and they're yeah. totally not aware they're doing it. They have no concept. Well, they don't appear to have a concept they're doing. They might be aware, but most people are not aware of what they're actually doing. And it doesn't make them bad people. It just means they've got a program running. They don't see what's going on. And that's a lot of people, but that's a shame because they, they're missing out on healing something in their life. Uh, that could be healed and fixed and made their life better. Yeah. But before I got into this, I knew nothing about it either. Before I got into this, I knew nothing about therapy. I was not aware of anything. I was just plodding along, doing my best in life, and had all these beliefs that weren't serving me. Yeah, but they're all programmed into us from naught to now. And because they're programmed into us, we never question or critically think them. We just take them on board and yeah. operate from them. Yeah. And that does cause all of our problems. I don't know if you want to check at the time. but um, So, yeah, so uh, there's also the reasons why, why the beliefs that stop us achieving what we want to achieve. And that's pretty uh, obvious, really, because if you believe that um, it ha everyone else is more successful or it's really difficult to earn money or blah 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 that those beliefs will stop you achieving I think Cla Claire's just put there a person's thing is a very hard cycle to break if you've lived with it for so long it becomes a learnt behaviour yeah it still becomes a choice though doesn't it whether you keep it or not but um, well yeah no um, it, it does if you unless you, if you try and change it logically was it Claire? Claire yeah it's not going to work if, logically if you try and change it logically no you can't change it logically you can't it's very hard to change a pattern or a behaviour logically you actually have to have something to switch it off and that's what we do with DTO yeah. once, you, once you use DTO go on, on once you use DTO it will go pretty quickly um, depending on how many beliefs there are, but within a few sessions, you can change a pattern of behaviour very quickly with DTO because you're switching the belief off so it's no longer in your brain playing. You switch off the micro-belief. And you don't behave from there. Then. And then you're no longer behaving from that. Yeah. But no, doing it logically, you can never do it logically, or very rarely can you do it logically because it's an unconscious programme. And what I was going to say is, if I think if you go back and listen to podcast 19, 18, 19, I talked about the plumber and the electrician. Yeah. So the plumber is the emotional, the emotions and the, the water, the emotions and the subconscious stuff where all of our stuff holds. But what we do is we hire an electrician or we go into logic, which is the electrician, to try and fix a plumbing problem. And it will never, ever work. You can't use logic to fix emotions the same way as you can't use an emotion to fix something logical. And this is the big problem where nearly everybody out there struggles with changing and making those changes is because they're using the wrong tool or the wrong part of the brain to solve the problem because it's actually unconscious. And quite rightly, as Jonathan says, you need a tool or a technique to go and identify what that is in order to be able to change it. So yeah. I hope that clears that up. Uh, the, the problem is that, uh, Steve, sort of mentioned it, people try and understand where the problem comes from. Yeah, that's one of my beliefs, Danny. Uh, yeah, and that's one of the beliefs <laughs> yeah. that, that people have. They need to understand. But understanding the behaviour won't change it. And uh, I've, I think I've mentioned this before, but I'll try and give you a visual demonstration. So let's let's assume that you're, you're, trying, to, um, you're trying to grow your business. Uh, but your belief about, your, your typical traditional beliefs are, well, I'm not intelligent enough, or I'm not good socially, or I'm too nervous, or... I can't do I, all of it. I can't do all of it myself, yeah, can't or it myself. you can't let anyone help you, you've got to do it all yourself. Uh, and your micro-belief might be, well, I'm a failure, I'm not strong I'm enough. I'm stupid. I'm stupid, yeah. things like that. Now, that was created at some point in your life, and when that got created, a filter went in front of your eyes, like that. Just like at the opticians, where they put the lens in front of you, the red and green lens, a filter went in front of your eyes like this. So now at this point, you now see the world through this filter. You see the world through this belief system of I'm a failure, I'm useless, I'm not good enough, I'm not strong enough, I can't help, all of that. Yeah. 
The problem with, if you try and understand this, all understandings that you come to are through this filter. Every understanding about this is through this filter. But this filter is false. So every understanding you come to is false. Because it's through this filter. It's complete illusion. Nothing you come to, no conclusions you come to, will be real through this filter. The only way, the only way to genuinely get rid of it is to remove the filter. When you remove the filter, you can now see the truth. Yeah. And that's basically yeah. what we do with DTO. We just switch the filter off, so now you see the truth, and you no longer have that filter running, which is creating all the belief systems. Yeah. But to logically understand it through the filter will never work in a million years. Yeah. And that's one of the things I used to try and do. But that's why analysis never works. Yeah. Analysis yeah. will never get you anywhere with things like that. Yeah, so this comes on to one of my... my so my... My top five beliefs, which I've got seven written down, so might need to go back. So you're good at counting. Might need to go back to school. Yeah, I was going to say you said school did you really well earlier on, but I think it's failed. That was was just a belief. That was a belief. (laughs) (laughs) That was just a belief that school actually done me more damage than good. To be quite honest, but anyway, so uh, so I've got five beliefs here um, that I want to talk about because I know we've got time running out. But uh, going back to, I'm going to start with number six, which is uh, if I understand my problem, it will go away. Yeah. And so which is exactly what we're talking about there. Yeah. And the biggest problem I see is people try and understand their problem or think they know what their problem is, but they actually don't know what their problem is at all because every single person that comes to me says, I know what my problem is. When we actually get down to it, it's got nothing to do with their problem. And my the issue that I have, and I do this with everybody that comes to see me, is I demonstrate how the brain works. And what will happen is, is every time you have an emotional response to anything right, from your subconscious that you're not aware of from the unaware, once the emotion comes from the unaware into the conscious part of the brain where you become aware of that feeling, what we do is we make up shit. And that'll be, oh, I know what my problem is. Oh, I'm not exercising enough. I need to go down to the gym. And now you nailed that as a belief, right? Now the next day, beliefs drive behaviours, you're now down the gym. And then you'll find out that actually uh, my problem's still there. But you signed up to the gym for a year. Yeah. The problem's still there. You still feel like shit. Yeah. You felt good for a few weeks because you think you solved your problem. You go, yeah. oh, that's good. I've, no, that's all right. I've solved my problem. But then after that, the, the time, it all dissipates and you'll start feeling a little bit, oh, actually, I've still got it there. And it'll be, oh, I know, I know. I need to drink. I'm not eating. I'm not drinking enough water. I need yeah. to detox. No, so then I go and spend two weeks drinking the water. And then once that's pro- once you think you've solved the problem, you think, yeah, brilliant. You're feeling really great about it. And then after a few weeks, the problem still arises. And so now the problem with that is that when you're trying to solve the problem and it's not working, you're solving something. You fake. then, yeah, but you then feel bad and you get another set of belief systems that you're useless <laughs> yeah. and you're never going to get rid of it because yeah. what you're doing is not working. Yeah. And I actually have a lot. Of, I know a lot of therapists who suffer with this, and I suffer with this as well because you should know the answers as therapists. We should know how to get better, and if we don't and we're not getting better then we develop more beliefs about ourselves and yeah. it makes the problem worse. Yeah. But like you said, they're, 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 doing, they're coming up with the ideas that you're saying through the filter. Yeah, but the, but the, the filter's in the way. Yeah, but the problem, my, my, my issue with it is, is that when you try and understand the problem from the emotional response or the feeling, you're going to make up shit. And the problem is, is you believe it. Now, people don't want to be in that impact of that. So what they'll then try and do is solve an imaginary problem. Yes. They're solving an imaginary problem that isn't there. Right. Right? Yeah. It's not the problem. It's not, it's not the solution to the problem. No. And they, what they'll do is they'll keep constantly going round and round. Oh, it's Derek. He's got to go. I was all right until I, was all right until I met you, Derek. And then it'll be, oh, I need to decorate the house. It's this house that's doing it. Oh, I need a new car. It's the car. You know, it's, it's the people around here. I need to move. It's the area. It's my job. It's my boss. No, no. And they'll just run around. Oh, I'm not drinking enough water. I need to change my diet. I'm not in alignment. Yeah. Right? And we're just making up all of this stuff. And actually, it's n- you're you're trying you're spending money and resources solving an imaginary problem. Yes, this is my problem with it. So don't. This is why I go. Don't try and understand the problem. Just f- switch it switch off. it off or find someone stop. who can. So basically, stop trying to That's understand. Right. Stop uh, trying as to you understand. can see from that, Stephen really doesn't care about that very much at all. Uh, he's clearly not passionate about that. He doesn't uh, just, give a shit. He just yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I tell it to everyone that comes to see me. Um, in their first session with me, I tell them that. 
Yeah. And they go, oh my God, I do that. I go, and yeah, we're going to record do. that soon, aren't we? are going to record your actual... Uh, how the brain How the brain works. That's really important yeah. for people to... And we're going to put it on our website. So yeah. that will be coming soon because we want to put that online so people yeah. can just watch that and really see how the brain works. Yeah. Uh, so that was number... Was that number six? That was number six. Go uh, on, Vicky, Vicky says, so what if you don't know when or where that filter was first put in place? You don't need to, Vicky. I was just about um, to say it. You don't need to know. You don't need to know. You can find what triggers the filter and switch it off from the trigger, uh, or you, or that's our job, that's what we do. We don't expect people who haven't done it, who don't know therapy and don't understand how to find it, but there is actually a logic, there is a process to finding it, and it's a step-by-step process. You just do the same thing each time that we, we know, um, but don't try and analyse it yourself through the filter, because you just you won't yeah. be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, but if, if you know the process, um, then you can do it, but even sometimes me and Steve try and do it on ourselves, uh, we'll get stuck because we're in the filter of it. Yeah. So it's hard to do it yourself sometimes. Which happened to me yesterday. Yes, in the spa. In the spa, yeah. In the spa, he was yeah. trying to clear something in the spa and he couldn't see the filter, so I just prompted in the right way because I'm not in his filter. And he went, oh, great, and went and cleared went it. Went and cleared it then, yeah. He just went and switched it off. He didn't try it. I just showed him what the route was, and but he he, he was in the filter, whereas I, I wasn't. Bloody ex-girlfriends. And, and by that, I don't mean the filter <laughs> of the pool. I mean the filter of the... Yeah. yeah. Bloody ex-girlfriends. Bloody ex-girlfriends, honestly. Right, anyway. Quickly. So, do two more. Do two more. Okay, so two of my favourites from here. Well, I'll just run through them. So, the biggest one for me, and this is the biggest belief that's the biggest problem for the biggest, 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 is I've let go and moved on. Oh, yes, okay, that's a good one. Well, you haven't, I'm sorry. Well, you might have done. You might have done, right? Really? But very rarely, because I know how the brain works, and I know that every time something happens, it gets recorded, and it will always be there unless you go and change it. So if you're under the belief, and I see all these memes and spiritual stuff, oh, just let go and move on and blah, 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 bad belief to have, because you'll be stuck with it forever, uh, until, unless you go and find something to switch And there off. is a way to genuinely tell if you've let go of something. If you can think about the problem and not be bothered by it, yeah. then you've let it go. Yeah. If you can't, if you're frightened to go yeah. to the problem... I'm going to then... challenge you on that. Yeah. Because most people will then not actually really visit it. They'll go, no, that's gone, no, it's not there, because they're... St- they've, yeah, they've... I meant actually think about it. I mean, yeah, really, really go really there, really go it. into that uh, memory. Yeah, go I mean, into actually, the memory. Yeah, 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 you need to go into that memory, go into the memory properly, and then find out if there's anything there. Because most people go, no, no, I've done it, no, I've moved on, yeah, no, I've moved on, yeah, I've moved yeah, on, yeah. on, mate, no, that don't affect me. Hear it all the time, drives me mental. <laughs> People lie, just lying, and I know that anyway. But I, I like his impressions; they make me laugh. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so um, the other thing is, is, we take on other people's energies, and we're affected by other people's energies. Yeah, um, this is a very false belief. False um, belief. And I know it's false because I've switched it off for of people lots, yeah. and I switched it off in myself lots. Yeah. Um, uh, I had this belief as a therapist uh, that I was taking on people's energies, and I was coming home sometimes energy feeling their energy on me and I, I didn't want to feel like this. this is ridiculous and I didn't really believe that that that's what was going on it it felt mad it was mad in my head that a human being would be affected by another human being it made no logical sense yeah. but this is what Steve said people make shit up so sure. someone felt something many years ago didn't want to look at their own stuff and went oh it must be that person I've taken on their energy that's bollocks yeah. uh, and I know I've switched off in a lot of people and I no longer take on people's energy, and I work with very severe trauma. You don't take on people's energy. You work, you work with more severe trauma than I do sometimes. And, and and uh, it's not it's not how it happens. But it's a belief that we get into, and then we think someone's draining us. Or no, it's we because think everything is energy and us. energy healing and all that stuff, and it's all an energy exchange and well, stuff. Well, and, and energy plays a part, and energy does exist. But you we're not take taking people, we're not taking on people's energy. No. If you feel you're taking on someone's energy, what's actually happening is. They are triggering the triggering, same response yeah, in you. Triggered so if you yeah. if you're talking to someone who's deeply depressed and suffering and moody and unhappy, and you go home and you feel that way, it's triggered the old response in you from the past, or it's triggered you because you actually feel that and way. And the reason it's been triggered in you is because you probably think you've let go and moved on, and but haven't. actually it's still there. Yeah. And unfortunately, this is the big problem. So um, uh, the other ones, I'm just going to run through these quickly because I'm aware of the time. So you can't change. I am who I am, which is complete nonsense because yeah. I. I know who I was 15 months ago, 16 months ago, who I am and who I used to be, and I've that person removed 10 times. 
uh, in 15 to 16 months. So I'm, I can categorically say that that's not true. Yeah, he's a completely it's different completely person. Anyone who knows him, who met him recently, or hasn't seen him for a while, always says, oh my God, you're like a different person. Uh, he used to be a lawnmower. <laughs> uh, so when I met him, it was catalogue yeah. page 34. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's the model watches. It's the, is that what yeah, it was? And, yeah, and, so, and yeah. swimwear. And swimwear, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, and bleach. Yeah, and all the swimwear sales fell. Yeah. <laughs> And done any exercise for 10 years because of me back. Yeah, that's what it is. So, next belief, yeah, yeah, carry on. uh, Something external to us uh, will will make me better, which we've touched on, which is like just doing something outside, jogging, exercise. Now, I'm not saying that these things don't help us, but if you're doing it to solve the problem, then it's either a distraction because you haven't solved the problem. And you'll do that all your life. And this is why I think people get trapped into the cy- this, uh, this cycle is because actually they're doing it to make themselves feel better because of something, but they're not dealing with the something. They're doing something external. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm fine. It's, every, it's not me, it's everyone else. Yeah, we actually did a whole two-part uh, yeah. podcast on that's I'm fine and everyone else. That, that was a massive belief. That's the belief that nearly everyone's got. Yeah. Everyone's got that and uh, they don't want to face it. They don't want to go there. It's not them. They're perfect. They're, you know, they're too busy projecting their fake personality and what they want the world to see them, view them as, and rather than actually dealing with the problems and being authentic. So it's not in, in, well, about being authentic. Being ourselves these days is actually a big conflict for people yeah. uh, and, and we're not comfortable being ourselves. Yeah. And we always love do want to project that we are something because we think people won't like who we are or won't like how yeah. we are or way we're being. Yeah. And that comes from somewhere in our past. It's not real, but it's actually become a massive widespread epidemic these days. You've only got to look at Instagram. People desperately trying to be something or appear to be something it's they're projection. not. It's Facebook projecting as well. a fake persona. Uh, and not even at work, we feel that we can't be certain people. And uh, and we're all well. I can't be different. me around you, so uh, Can you I'm, not? I'm Colin. Well, Colin, uh, yeah, hello. Colin. Yeah, hello, my name's Colin. That's uh, <laughs> fine. As I'm Susan, uh, and I. Hello. Yes. So, so, so anyway, no, do, a lot of people have that problem. So, so the other and one I is, had that myself when I was younger. Just so. quickly. So another one is uh, Times a Great Healer. Okay, yeah, Times a Great Healer. Uh, hate that one. Not true. Not true. Otherwise, I'd have been well healed years ago, and it took. I was going to say, <laughs> it took you ages, yeah, 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 and yeah. made me worse. So yeah. thanks, time. And uh, a problem shared is a problem halved, and so that's another one which nope. I don't agree with. A problem shared is just a problem two people have. Yeah. Um, and they'll get you, and then it'll pull you into the Carpman Triangle, which is the drama rescuer persecutor. Which you yes. go and have a look at that. Uh, if you, that's very important. Just to clarify, we're not saying if you have a problem, you shouldn't talk to a friend about no. it. That's not what we're saying. Oh. What we're saying is that to keep sharing a problem over and over again actually doesn't work. You actually yeah. get stuck in that loop and you keep sharing it over and over again. So you're just you repeating your story. About it. Yeah, repeat the story. And keep talking about it actually just re embeds it. To share what you're going through with someone once or someone else twice, two close friends, that's great because that's that's connecting with people. That's them saying, well, actually, I've been through the same thing, so you recognise you're not alone. But to actually keep repeating the story over and over again, now you're just into your story. Yeah, and the other thing is be careful about who you listen to when you tell your story because most people don't know what the bloody hell they're talking about and you give you advice and then you go and do that and it all goes wrong and you go, oh. And so well, be careful. So it's basically yeah. to talk about it. Absolutely. It's good. Most people give advice from their own experience and their own belief systems. Yeah. So they're not coming from a place of... of being totally neutral they're coming from their own beliefs and what they would do uh, as a therapist I learned many years ago to not advise my clients about life situations uh, what I do is I switch off how they think and feel about the situation then they know what to do yeah. I give advice on how to fix chronic pain yeah. and how to fix anxiety and depression but a life situation I just switch off their beliefs about the problem switch off how they feel about the problem, and then they know what to do. They don't need my advice. They just automatically know what to do, and they do it, and it works out perfectly. But they must switch off their stuff first. Yes. Okay, great. Great. So, um, we're going to finish there, I think. Now, that was number seven. Um, I think we're probably done with beliefs. We could talk about beliefs all but day there's long. There's so many beliefs we've got. But, into. you know, yeah. I mean, we try to be ninja with it and get straight to the point. And, and, so, and uh, the reason we've, we're telling you this is because we want you to change your world. Apparently, 2020 is supposed to be a, a big year for change. It could be a belief. It <laughs> is. It is a belief. Uh, I think we've had that every year. It's a bit year, like, well, I was watching this. It meant you're meant to... So people are going to split up and you're going to be with your twin and your soulmate this year. This is the year of connecting, connecting. soulmates right, because yeah. it's 2020. But if and you've do you got, know what? 
Still ain't found her yet. No, no. Still single. No, so, well, she'll be there, but there's a belief there somewhere. Yeah, there is. So, yeah, the belief is I'm going to meet her this year. Yeah, you know you might meet her tonight. I might meet so her tonight. So if there's any women out there, he's going out I'm tonight. I'm going out tonight. Um, we won't tell you where he is because we want you to meet him magically. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, then that'd be a great podcast. Yeah, it would be a great podcast. So, so I met my soulmate magically. Yeah, so, right. what we're gonna, so we want you to understand that to solve your problems... Ultimately, it comes down to a belief. That's why we're telling you this. Stop blaming the external world. We yeah. just want you to get better and heal and be healthy and happy and live an amazing 2020. Have a great year. Get rid of your anxiety. Get rid of depression. Get rid of your pain. Whatever the problem is, it ultimately comes down to something you're believing about the problem, yourself, or life. Or the world, or, or the, the environment, world. or the government, or anything. Yeah. It'll all be belief-driven. Yeah. So that's brilliant. Uh, like I said, I think we're going to leave it there. Um, so uh, if you have any questions about the podcast or you want to reach out to us, please go onto our Facebook page, which is at Inside Out Effect. Um, if you want to work with Jonathan, which I wouldn't recommend because uh, he's rubbish, uh, please go to... Uh, <laughs> www.decodingpain.com um, I send all my the people the you know, physical stuff um, for him I just got distracted there because I saw someone post somebody okay. um, uh, Vicky Thank said there's you. another 11 months for your soulmate <laughs> I mean, there's another 11 I months I know yeah 11 months yeah I know awesome add it I, on to the I, last three years I've already as well. found my soulmate <laughs> get off not in public. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, you can get reach out to Jonathan on decodingbay.com if you want to work uh, with us from a business perspective. So if you've got a business and you want us to come into your business, uh, we can help with your staff, help with your belief systems and help your remove the blocks of your business excesses, which we do quite a lot of. Yeah. Um, uh, you can uh, reach out to us on the inside-outeffect.co.uk website, which now has been revamped and it's amazingly awesome. It's got some wicked pictures of myself and Jonathan, uh, which you've just built. So Jonathan's just redone the website. It looks uh, really, really good. Go and have a look at that. Um, and uh, ultimately, if you would like to work with me, you can visit me and look at my stuff on uh, healingthemind.co.uk. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're not already. Uh, you'll see all 21 episodes there, which you can cover everything from anxiety, depression, PTSD, OCD, beliefs, law of attraction, because the system that we have actually addresses all of the problems. So yeah. uh, you might want to go there. And if you're uh, working or if you listen, you want to uh, learn some new information and actually uh, develop your life, achieve your goals or resolve a problem, go and listen to our podcast. I'm sure the answer will be there. So um, I think that's it now from uh, me, Colin and... Uh, Susan. Colin and Susan tonight. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so anyway. If we're out and about, please don't call me Susan. No, don't call me Because um, uh, that would be... Well, you could do. It'd be yeah, funny, actually. Yeah, it's about. Um, so, you know, out to about. I need to go and have a shave. I need to get myself uh, togged out for my friend's 50th birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. Uh, we're going to leave it there. We'll be back probably in another couple of weeks with our next episode of the Inside Out podcast. We have a special podcast in a couple of weeks. We actually have a oh. very special guest yes. talking about her expert knowledge. It's not something me and Stephen cover, but we want, or that we work with, but we want to talk about it yeah. and get the message out there because she's experienced it in her life. Yeah. She works with it all the time and it's very important. Uh, and she has a great message that we want to share with everybody. So look out for that in a couple of weeks' time. We're going to be we're going to be dealing with ADHD. ADHD, yeah. And there's a lot of belief systems around ADHD yeah. that are false. And she's going to dispel the myths of those and explain what can and can't be done and how how yeah. to resolve that. She's an amazing lady. And yep. so if you're watching Jackie, uh, I know that you probably are at some well, point. Well, I'll be so... watching Jackie. That's weird. No. Oh, you mean if Jackie's watching? Jackie's watching. Great, perfect. Just checking. <laughs> yeah, hello. We, we look forward to having you on the show. Imagine so, someone out there with a telescope box donuts just watching Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, had, we, had, uh, we went to the new plant-based uh, restaurant yesterday. Had a nice meeting. In Charles, which was lovely. Really, but really go great there, place. Go there, check go it there. Out. there. Highly recommend go, that. Yeah. It's really, really good. I enjoyed my food. It was awesome. Yeah. So anyway, so thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. Listen to us to uh, waffle on about um, uh, nonsense, which isn't nonsense, but, you know. I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. it too. I enjoyed Thanks it. Thanks everyone. Good night. See you take later. Care. Take Have a great care. weekend. See you later. Yeah, bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care.